0: Thanks, everybody, for tuning in today. I'm Johnny Anderson, and I'm joined today by Bruce Adams. Good afternoon, Bruce. How are you today? Yeah, healthy, alive, doing well. Yourself? That is great. I'm a little tired today. As a matter of fact, I'm exhausted. I'm going on about, I'd say, three 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 and a half to four hours of sleep. So I'm going to do my absolute best here to try and stay focused, but um, no promises today. So... Um, yeah, let's uh, let's jump right into some stuff here. Now, yesterday we were talking about uh, a little bit with Joe Biden. I don't want to I don't want to get into a whole bunch of stuff with him because I got other things I want to talk about today. But I don't want to continue to to harp on the fact that he's got a cognitive issue. I don't want to do that. But something else, right? There's something else about Joe, and he's earned that nickname, Creepy Joe. Right? He's had that for a while. Mm-hmm. And the media is kind of ignoring it, but it seems to be more of a social media trend more than anything else. Now, why is that? Why is that? Now, it, 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 OK, the reason I the reason I say that is because there's video that's out there that's kind of circulated. And it's I, is there more than one compilation or is it just the one? There's there's probably multiple, but it's the same. More or less, the content is the same. Uh huh. OK, well, I saw a compilation today for the first time. I've seen like one shot here and there. Like I've seen that, but I haven't seen all of the things put together like this. And specifically what I'm referencing here, there is C-SPAN footage of Biden uh, going after what looks like younger girls, shall we say? Uh, And they are looks like daughters of people that are being sworn into Congress. Is that is that kind of what this is?
1: More or less, yeah, it's it's either sworn in in Congress or they're, you know, being um, awarded something or. Uh-huh. Yeah, it, it, that's that's basically what it is, is okay. It's, it's well on stage for something. I, I saw this. Right.
0: I saw this. I, I watched the whole thing. And this is just like like I said, this is the first time I've seen it. This is creepy. I, I understand. I'm, I'm not trying to use the pun as in like creepy Joe, but this is just weird. Mm-hmm. I mean, you can tell. The kind of behavior that he's emitting and, and I'm not I'm not being funny here, but you can tell by the ways like getting close to the kids, the way he's touching them and, and the way that he's pulling them over next to him. It's like, uh, d- dude, that's just a little that's don't you think that's a little strange? You can tell that the kids are uncomfortable, right? You can tell that. Yeah, but anyway, OK, so nonetheless, OK, this video is circulating, and it, it's been out there for a while, I suppose, but I haven't seen it. But nonetheless, the, the reason I wanted to talk about this was not because of what Joe's actually doing in there. That's bad enough. That's pretty self-explanatory. But C-SPAN footage, right, of of this. This is a C-SPAN tape. That's what this is. So it's not like this is some uh, conspiracy theory or something. This is actual C-SPAN footage mm-hmm. and somebody put it on Twitter. So somebody posted it on Twitter and it looks like Twitter didn't really care for it. So what did Twitter do? Twitter locked the account. So, I mean, the guy put the video up showing what is happening, right? He put the C-SPAN video up. So Twitter locked the account and they said that it was flagged for trying to post images of child molestation. So Twitter locked his account until he agreed to remove the tweet. So my, I guess my point here is is Twitter's actually taking the stance that any normal person would take, right? Okay, yes, that is that is clearly kind of what that looks like. I mean, Twitter's making the reference to that. I'm not, right? I mean, clearly, you can see what it is, though. But under their terms of service, they look at that as, um, as that particular act. So... Why is it that they? OK, so and I guess I'm just I'm looking at it like this. Here's the video of the presidential nominee on the Democrat side. But the video is flagged because it shows images of, shall we say, inappropriate acts. Yet his account is still there. Why do you think that is? They turn a blind eye to it.
1: Well, well, clearly the, this footage from C-SPAN, this is this is all fake, right? Clearly, um, it's, it's, uh, it's, it's a CGI. deep fake. Yeah, yeah, right. Yeah. yeah. Right. So, you know, you have to combat fake news. I you know, suppose I'll so. be honest on these videos. I've, I've not actually been able to sit down and watch all of that. It's that just clip. I, it's just it's weird. so cringe. Yeah, yeah, it's like I, it's I, just, can't. I, I watch it and I I'm can't. just
0: like, I, I, OK, all right, all right. That's just no. All right. That, that's just weird. If it were me. OK, I'm just trying. let me put myself in the situation. OK, if it were me and I were up there as a father and I had my child up there and I saw that. I would grab my child. Now we would run out of that place. That's
1: what would happen. I, I honestly don't know. I, like I, I, I don't know, man. It's just so cringe. I don't know what I would do in that scenario. Um, it's just,
0: uh, it's just, it's it's creepy, man. It's just really creepy. I I don't know. But anyway, okay, all right. That, anyhow, all right. What else is up with Joe? Is there, is there anything else going on with Joe? Is there something new
1: with him? So I was reading articles today that were saying that. Um, Basically, if Joe wins, they're looking at convicting Trump with the you you remember the whole Mueller investigation, you know, the uh, Steele dossier and, you know, all that stuff. Yeah, they're still pushing the narrative that piece of garbage. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And they're they're still pushing that there was actually something there and that Trump actually broke the law and they're just covering it up. Well, and they're still pushing that conspiracy,
0: but they can't. Schiff was running around all over TV. He was running around all over the news, the news channels, Fox News, MSNBC, CNN, um, ABC, CBS, you name it. He was running all uh, he was running around all over those networks. And he was in the C-SPAN hearings saying we've got rock solid evidence It's coming. There's no denying it. It's here. We've got it. We've got the smoking gun, blah, blah, blah. We're still waiting on it. That, that was over yep. two years ago. We're still waiting on it. If you've got it, let's see it. I, I'm a man of conviction. I, I believe in the law. If you've got some kind of a charge on Donald John Trump, the 45th president of the United States of America, if you have something concrete on him that shows what you say it shows, show me, show me as a voter, as an American citizen, show me. I want to see it. Where is it? The fact is, is that there isn't anything. If there was something,
1: you would have seen it. That's exactly it. And basically what they're saying is, is there's um, either it's it's uh, fraud, or it's um, some kind of dealings going on with uh, Russia, or yeah, I, I don't know all the accusations they're saying. But they're basically saying we're going to take all that information and we're going to we're going to file a lawsuit against Trump, and he will be the first uh, president to go to jail. Basically, and it, it's kind of like I'm like mm, no, because you guys don't have anything. We if there was something with they're saying they want the tax returns. We've talked about this before. Yeah, yeah. Tax returns, by the way. Th- the the Fed went over all of his income to make sure he was not getting any kind of bonuses or anything based out of Russia. They went through all of that very thoroughly. You have to understand that the FBI and the CIA, both the heads were against Trump during this time. OK, so you know that if they found the slightest thing askew, they would have gone for him and they didn't. It was nothing. Mm-hmm. So what, what are they expecting to go after Trump on? And, and what are they... So basically, they're, they're, they're retaliating with the lock her up, uh, and they're saying lock him up is basically what, what they're going for here.
0: But it doesn't play. It doesn't play at all. Like, they're going to go after Trump for what? You said something there about tax returns. Look, the FBI has already gone through his tax returns. They, they've already done it. Mm-hmm. Now, I... I don't care if it's George Bush. I don't care if it's Barack Obama. I don't care if it's Donald Trump. I don't care if it's Hillary damn Clinton. I don't care. The president should not have to release their tax returns. So don't think I'm being biased when I say that. That's no one's business. So this whole argument with the tax thing, there's nothing there. There's nothing there. It's the fact is they're trying to set the precedent to have the president unveil their tax returns when they don't have to. That's what it all comes down to. And they can use it as a political... A ploy, I guess, to just say, oh, look, he's hiding something. He's hiding something. Look, it's it's there. And and he doesn't want people to find out. Well, I can tell you probably what's going to be going on with those tax returns if indeed he does release those tax returns, which he doesn't have to. There's nothing in the Constitution says he has to. But if indeed he does release those tax returns, do you know what it's going to show? It's going to show the same thing as every other uh, corporation owner that benefits from the U.S. tax system. It's probably going to show that he paid little to no taxes because that's what people at that level do. That's just the way the system is. I'm going to take the George Soros approach on it, okay? Because George Soros, we've talked about him before, very controversial guy. You know, he's a a terrible human being in a lot of respects, but his investment practices, I don't really agree with. But nonetheless, he does them. And the reason that he does them is because he knows exactly what he's doing. You can disagree with his politics and the way that he does things all you want. But when it comes to markets, the man is brilliant. He knows exactly what he's doing. And investors around the world watch the actions that he takes, and they make their decisions based on what he does. So if investors around the world pay attention to the actions of George Soros, then that right there ought to tell you something. But nonetheless, when he comes out and he makes a statement like he did on a 60 Minutes interview back in the back in the 90s, he says, look, I follow the law. My foundations and my investment firms, we follow the law. Now, if you have a law that will be changed that is going to affect the way that we do business, then we will follow the law. In other words, what he's doing, he's not breaking any laws and he's thumbing his nose in the fact that there is no law for what he does, the type of business practice that he does. Now, he's saying simply, if you have something in that system that requires us to do things a certain way, then we're going to do it. Same thing with the tax return for somebody that's, you know, a multi-billionaire. Okay, they don't pay a lot of the taxes. I mean, that's 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 just the way that it is. But it it comes down to that's just the way the system is. I'm sorry. I don't know of any other way to put it. Now, if you have a gripe about that, in this case, it's not about the individual. It is about the system. Usually that shoes on the other foot, isn't it? When we argue on something, we usually say, well, the argument's not with uh, the system. The argument's with the individual, hence the Second Amendment. Right. They always try to throw it that way. It's the system. It's not uh, the individual that's responsible. In this case it's the reverse of that. It is the individual that that's being targeted, but when in fact it's the actual system that is the problem when it comes to the tax code.
1: So one of the things that they're using as far as the tax codes concerned, basically what they do is they make an investment of some kind, whether it's real estate, stocks, whatever, and if that investment takes a downturn, so let's say you um invest 100 million dollars, okay? okay? And the investment falls through the real estate, it, you know, it, it it's the value depreciates or whatever. Whatever the loss is on that, you're basically, if you file that, you can um, basically, you don't pay taxes on anything until you've recouped that loss. So that's why you see, we've, we've talked about it before in like LA, when you sell a house that's worth hundreds of millions of dollars for like a hundred thousand. Well, the person that's selling the house is getting a tax write-off, and the person that buys it just goes in, gets it appraised. Well, uh, the house is really worth hundreds of uh, millions. They can write that as well. That was an investment. Then a few years down the road, they can say, "Oh, I lost it," you know. And you don't have to pay for 18 years. I believe is the um, the the limit on that. So he could have made a hundred million dollar investment, and it fell through, which we know that's the case in some of the real estate stuff he's done, and he won't have to pay taxes on the amount of money that he lost. Until he his profits pass that line, he doesn't have to pay taxes. And that's one of the ways that these these uh, big corporations and you know big uh, groups get away with paying no taxes or very little taxes.
0: I, I look at this thing with the taxes that they're trying to go after him on. Do, do you know that's not about him, right? It's not about him. That's about them setting the precedent to come after you and I for just about every damn thing they please. That's what it all boils down to. It's not about Donald Trump at the end of the day. He's just a figurehead. He is put there to make you think that that's who they're going after. They're not going after him. They're going after you and I and everyone else that believe in America. He represents he is a physical manifestation of our distrust of the system. That's all he is. That's all he is. Donald Trump was in the right place at the right time in order for him to be able to catapult himself to that position. And he knew it. He knew it. And more than that, the people that got him elected knew it, too. So (laughs) the biggest problem with him, like (laughs) and I love this. I had this conversation with somebody today. They said that, you know, uh, Donald Trump is a is. Uh, is the problem and all this stuff. And I, you know what my response to that was? Donald Trump is a problem. Yes. I mean, that, there's no doubt about that. Right. I mean, look at the way the media treats him. Look at the way that uh, look at all the stuff that's gone on over the last four years. There's no doubt he is a problem. Correct. Can we agree on that? He is a problem. Mm-hmm. However, he is not the problem. <laughs> he, he is a problem, but he's not the problem. The problem are the people that are trying to get rid of him because they're trying to get rid of you. That's what the problem is. Donald Trump is not the problem. He's a problem,
1: but he's not the main problem. You you could even say that they're actually directly going after us now by going for him because he's a duly elected president. He's who the people chose. So in a sense, they're going for us already. And that's true. That's true. And it's
0: uh, like they have no other they have no other alternative at this point. They're out of time. And you notice that everything's being pushed at at a I don't want to say a monumentally fast rate, but things are accelerating and, and it's going to continue to accelerate. We're on what now? We, we've gone from riots to, you know, the riots were actually supposed to happen now. They were supposed to trigger him now and they were supposed to carry through the election. They triggered it too early. George Floyd happened, which, by the way, it came out today. He was a police informant. So, <laughs> yeah, I've seen that. Yeah, yeah. So that's that's just another thing. Here's the thing that up there, that issue in In Minneapolis, with uh, uh, that officer that had the knee on his neck, he's probably going to walk. He's he's probably going to walk. The trial's coming up in March. It's in March. He's probably going to walk. Is it March or is it?
1: I thought it was next month. Is it next month? I thought they were okay. I thought they were pushing for it to to be next month before the election.
0: Okay, I I didn't know that, but it wouldn't surprise me. It would not surprise me. So if they're doing that before, and I'll bet you. Okay, so they're looking to have a verdict before November third. Does that sound about right? Uh,
1: yeah, uh-huh. that's that's so what it walk. seems like they're trying to do. Yeah, yeah. So, that, well, the the current speculation is uh, the well, it's not speculation; it's it's confirmed. The DA there is a George Soros plant, and they're basically that was the the assumption that they're trying to push it forward to try to cause more um, you know riots and whatnot just before the election. So that's kind of that's the speculation part.
0: Yeah, and murder 2 after seeing all the video and this uh this breaking thing now that he was an informant, murder 2 doesn't play. It doesn't play. No. Nope. So, I honestly I okay. They're going to try and go for riots round 2 because nothing else is working at this point. They've gone from riots back to covid and then from COVID, now where are we at? Man-made climate change. We've got five hurricanes that are forming down in the Gulf. Correct? Is that what's up? that what's yep. going on down there? All right. So give give us yep. a rundown of what's going on in the Gulf.
1: So there's actually a tropical storm that's moving in right now. That is been uh, Sally, I believe. Uh, I think it's been upgraded from tropical storm to hurricane. We're seeing that come in, and then we've got we got another one coming in, Paulette. Renee, Teddy, Vicky. I mean, there, there's a few coming in. Um, and there, it looks like there's another something, something forming over in the Gulf, but just west of Sally. But uh, yeah, it's uh, looking at... They're expecting Sally to be a Category 2 by the time it um, reaches landfall. It looks like it's going to reach landfall uh, about 1-ish p.m. tomorrow. So mm-hmm. by the time you guys are tearing this... It probably has already made it to land. It looks like, and it's man-made. Yeah, clearly, this is this is all because of the one degree temperature increase that we've had globally. This is this is the you know the fires and the the hurricanes and everything. This is this is all part of that. You know, because of that, we're seeing an increase in in, in droughts and well, an increase in in rain in this area, and it's been fairly nice. Uh, but we're we're seeing. Um, hurricanes and whatnot.
0: You know, I would actually, uh, I would welcome the uh, the rainfall, to be fair. I, I would welcome the rainfall. I mean, to put, help put out the uh, the wildfires. I mean, that would help you out in your area, right?
1: Well, I mean, uh, we, we've been fairly wet around here. Um, as far as Oklahoma's concerned, for this time of year, it's been really wet. During this summer, especially, it's the last, I don't know, week or so, uh, we've gotten up with like a real heavy dew. Uh, It's been like a a fog mist stuff going on every night um, for the last week or so. And so we've we've had a lot of moisture in this area. Uh, But I know the West definitely needs more moisture. But part of that, honestly, I feel like some of it is their own fault in a sense. And I'm not trying to bash them as they're in the middle of a crisis. But if they would have taken better care of their forests, which we've talked about many times, uh, that would have reduced the the fires, you know, f- having fire breaks and that sort of thing. But then if they would store water more, you know, like the the reservoirs and whatnot there, they don't really do that over in California. They've done it more lately than they have in the past. But it, if they would have more systems in place to have uh, more fresh water or even just reservoirs in the area for these types of scenarios, uh, you know, that might might help a little bit.
0: They've also got uh, an issue over there where, I mean, you talk about storing water. Well, the issue was is they turned down a plan that would have given them a lot more water storage and a surplus than what they have now. And that is 30 years ago, there were plans to put desalination plants all up and down the coast, right? But the state legislature said, no, nah, it's just a waste of money. We don't want to do it. Well, now would be a great time to have it, don't you think? Especially it, during all the drought stuff, right? During all the drought times when you didn't have any water. And, and or people were told to uh, people were told to to conserve and all that stuff, which they're being told to conserve now. Did you see the tweet that Mayor Garcetti put out? What was it last week, telling people uh, to? It was so. fun. Oh yeah, it was like five. He said it was something. It was like five p.m. It's time for all uh, Los Angeles um, Angelinos to turn off their appliances and
1: set their thermostat to seventy-eight degrees Fahrenheit. Uh, what you didn't hear about that? I'm not turning that to. Well, I didn't hear the tweet, but I I'm saying the seventy-eight. Um, I, I wouldn't be doing that personally. It's a no, 67 and stays there year round.
0: Yes, but we know where the 78 degrees comes from on the thermostat. That's what the Department of Energy, the U.S. Department of Energy said, your thermostat has to be set out for your air conditioning in order to, quote, stay green. Right. So you can be sweltering in your house. I mean, I'm, OK, if I have central air, uh, no, no, it's not staying at 78. It might stay at 78 when I'm on vacation and not home. But sure. it's probably more or less going to be around the uh, 70 to 72 range while I'm at home. That's all there is to it. Now, the government's responsibility. Let, let's see if we can pull that tweet. Can we pull that tweet? OK, right here it is. I've got the tweet right here. It says this is him. This is the uh, this is mayor of L.A., right? It's his own Twitter account. Uh, mayor Garcetti of Los Angeles he says it's almost 3 p.m. Time to turn off major appliances, set the thermostat to 78 degrees or use a fan instead Turn off excess lights and unplug any appliances you're not using. We need every Californian to help conserve energy. Please do your part. Uh huh. Uh. Okay. No. N- no. No. Here. How, how about this one? Let's let's try this one on for size. How about? How about? Now. Now think about the the magnitude of this. How about you take a flying leap? Okay. Or go fly a kite. Go kick rocks. Pound sand. Whatever you want to call it. How about that? Okay, that's the first thing. The second thing, how about you use your authority, since you seem to love it so much, Mr. Mayor? You use your authority to do what needs to be done in order to keep the lights and the appliances on. How about that? That that's what you pay the utility for. That's what you pay your tax dollars for, for over bloated salaries for for uh, people like this that sit in public office. See I'm going to try not to get into a big, long rant here on, on elected officials. But, you know, the thing is, is that these people are running around like they have some kind of control. They don't. They don't. They just took whatever control they think they've got. They don't have any legal authority to take this step that they're taking, right? uh, These actions that they're taking, these uh, decisions that they're making at the state and local level, they don't have the authority to do that. As an elected official, you don't do what you want. You do what we tell you to do. That's how your job works. It's not the other way around. You don't lecture the public on what to do. Instead, we hold your sorry feet to the fire to make sure that you get done what needs to get done to benefit Us, you're supposed to represent us. We we don't represent you as as an elected official. I don't care who you are. This is the whole point. These are the people that come out and and beat you over the head all day long with words like democracy and uh, and inclusiveness and all this stuff. They don't believe in any of that. They're they're hypocritical. Do I want to say popularity contest winners? That's that's what it is. They're they're out there. They're they're out there behaving. Yeah, they're out there behaving like uh, like the cool kid in school or something, right? You're the popular kid. Woohoo! Okay, great. Right. Someone's holding up a sign chanting your name. If that's any kind of a of a, uh, a sign to your uh, your big ego there. It's ridiculous. It's ridiculous. I heard a talk or I heard a um, a story out of San Francisco. San Francisco and most of California is still on lockdown, aren't they? They're still on
1: lockdown. Pretty much. Yeah, it's, it's, it's mostly lockdown. Yeah, mostly lockdown.
0: And I heard something and this all stemmed from uh, Salon Gate with uh, with Nancy Pelosi. Right. The, the whole thing where she went in to to get her hair done and all that stuff. Well, salons Mm -hmm. and gyms and tattoo shops and and all stuff, they weren't allowed to to be open. Of course, if she wanted to go and get her hair done, oh, that's fine. You know, she's a public figure like Lori Lightfoot in Chicago. So they're public figures. They have to look good, right? Bill de Blasio in New York. You remember what he said? Well, he is he's out there. He's expected to govern and make the decisions. So he has to be in good health. Right. He has to work out. Of course. Of course. He has to work out. Yeah. Do do you see the hypocrisy here? The point I'm trying to make is in San Francisco, state and local officials still had their gyms open publicly funded gyms. They were still open. But the person that has a gym down the street, they couldn't open. This is the level of privilege they think they have, the elected officials. Yeah, I'm going to use that word. I'll use their own word. that That's the level of privilege. They have the authority because they're the elites and we're nobody. That's the stance they take. That's the position they take. And if you don't like it, well, we'll just shut everything down even longer. Mm-hmm. That hypocrisy, man, that's real. That's real. And they're flaunting it. They're doing it right out in front of everybody. Nancy Pelosi, she gets caught. What does she do? What does she do? She doesn't say, OK, look, I made a mistake. Um, I, I I got caught and, you know, I'm going to own up to it. No, she doesn't do that. What does she do? She goes out. She calls a press conference. She goes out and she tells the public that the employee and the owner of that salon owe her an apology. You couldn't make that kind of nonsense up. That anyway,
1: salon closed down, by the way.
0: Yeah, and it closed down. It closed down. And but so after this, um, the, the point I was trying to make was is after this this deal with the Salon Gate and after this deal with uh, the gyms for city and, and local employees being open. They've been open for months, by the way. It's not like that just happened. They've been open since the first week of July. OK, so uh, weren't Seems we just fair. supposed to. Sorry. Seems fair. Oh, yeah, it's fair. Of course, it's fair. Uh, weren't we just supposed to flatten a curve? Is not all we were supposed to do here. That's all we were supposed to do. Yeah. We're not supposed to flatten our way of life. We're supposed to flatten a curve. You flatten the curve. You go back to work. It's that simple. It's it's over and done. Do you know how many people have died in San Francisco of COVID nineteen since this started? Since March. Since March. Do you know do you know how many people have died in San Francisco? Eighty-eight. Eighty
1: eight. Uh, Twenty thousand, but yeah, okay. Eighty eight. Eighty eight. Eighty-eight, mm.
0: 88. 88 mm. people since March in San Francisco alone have died of COVID nineteen. Now who knows if those are straight COVID deaths or comorbidity? Don't know. But You've wrecked the entire city out there. You've cost people hundreds of thousands of dollars, if not millions in some cases, for closing their businesses down. You've wrecked their life savings. You've wrecked their their work. And you expect people to listen to you? If this proves anything, this should prove to somebody who's not politically aware that they need to get politically
1: aware real fast. Go ahead. By the way, sorry. I do just a quick clarification. I just remembered because of this nonsense with the Salon Gate and oh. there was um, a woman that had a CrossFit. She she had like a CrossFit gym mm-hmm. um, because of those two standing up against the tyrannical government. She see the CrossFit uh, woman was uh, she was the one that found out that the gyms had been open for the government. Uh, Since the first week of July, she was the one that found that out. Anyway, when all that came public, they decided to open up gyms and hair salons today. So this interview I I heard last week, and they were saying today, Monday this week, they were opening those back up. Well,
0: yeah, they got enough egg on their faces; they don't want to continue that. So now that's going to start Uh coming out. So they need Uh to deflect. The economy was supposed to be closed for two weeks, right? We did our part. The American people did their part. They've done their part and then some. But see. You have a political establishment that's got a taste of what it's like to have unprecedented power and control. And let's face it, they made a mistake. They made a mistake. In the beginning, they made a mistake. We never should have locked down. Never. We did what we did because we were asked to because they said, I mean, we couldn't trust the information coming out of China. Of course you couldn't, you couldn't, but we didn't want to overrun the health system just in case. As good citizens, as concerned citizens, as citizens that care more about others than we do pathetic politicians, lying politicians, we didn't want to overrun our health system. So we all did our our part as we were asked to do. But after 14 days, we're thinking, okay, well, 14 days is up. Well, no, we need to do another two weeks just to make sure.
1: What day are we on now? Uh, I'm to say this week
0: is 180. 180. 14. 180. That doesn't work. That doesn't work. So when does it end? Wh- when does it end? Where's the Where's the exit strategy? Fauci's now talking about end of 2021. Okay, so when you get to the end of 2021, then what? What? 2024? 2025? 2030? Sounds more like it, doesn't it? 2030. We know what
1: happens. Well, then, until don't they Until they get a. Well, yeah. 2030, or at least until they get a vaccine for this one. You know, the, of course, the, the next flu season, it'll be, well, COVID-19 uh, mutated and created this more deadly variant. And so we're going to have to shut everything down again. And mm. and then the government's going to be like, oh, well, you know, we'll just start doing universal basic income to pay for all this so everybody can shut down. Blah blah. It, honestly, I thought in the beginning this was um, this would probably end uh, at, at the election. Right. After the election, when Joe Biden wins, then they would, you know, start to ease up. And then by by the time he takes office, they would more or less be be over and done with the pandemic is cured. Everybody, you know, you're free to go back to work. Now I'm starting to lean towards now. I don't think they're going to stop. I, I don't think that's going to change.
0: Kamala Harris said it herself, right? They're not going to stop the movements. Yeah, it's a movement. She's telling you. And people should beware because it's not going to stop and it shouldn't stop and they shouldn't stop. Isn't that kind of what she I'm kind of paraphrasing of course, but that's what she said. Mm-hmm. So if that's not going to yeah. stop, then that means that COVID's not going to stop and if COVID doesn't stop, then that if that's not going to stop, then that means man-made climate change is going to stop. So, I'll tell you what's happening. We're being bombarded with how do I say it? Uh, an agenda to just keep us off balance. That, that's what seems to be happening here. And it's just one extreme to the next. It, it's a flailing. It's uh, it's an out-of-control system that doesn't know where to go. Like I said, they've painted themselves into so many corners, they don't have any corners left. So they're just jumping around to all these different extremes. So now the biggest threat to our existence is man-made climate change, right? So that, that's what it is today. Tomorrow, it'll be uh, systemic injustice and, and uh, you know, I don't know, uh, p- pick whatever. But that's what it'll be tomorrow or the next day or the next week or whatever. But everything seems to be stemming around UN Agenda 2030. We did a three-part series on UN Agenda 2030, if you want to know what I'm talking about. That's very important to understand what that document is. And it's not hidden. It's out there and out there in the open for anybody to see. You can go right to the UN's website and get all the information on it. But Marty called me on the phone last night, and he said... Which we're going to get him back this week, by the way, on uh, Thursday. But he said that he's hearing talking points coming out of the UK government and hearing plans and and ways that they've got to uh, to move things along and, and to get the economy restarted and everything. And as he's hearing these plans being put forth, he knows exactly what it is. And the reason he knows exactly what it is, is because it's precisely what we covered in UN Agenda 2030 and all three parts of it with him. And he says, that's all Agenda 2030, but it's not being done as Agenda 2030. The governments have been tasked to take it as their own. And so that's where we're going to be pushed. If we don't stop this by the political class, we're going to be pushed down that road because Climate change is a big part of that, isn't it? They have to continue yeah. on with that. They have to continue on with that.
1: They have to keep moving with it. Nah, it's just a just a conspiracy theory. We're we're just uh, well, that's you what know, you're we're all.
0: Yeah, that's what we're called. When when you talk about mm-hmm. it, if if you just talk about it, you're called a conspiracy theorist, and it's it's yeah. ludicrous. It's insane. I mean, it's what I'm a conspiracy theorist because I read what they say. That's a conspiracy theory. Well, because I don't listen to CNN and Fox News. I'm a conspiracy theorist. I I can't watch either one of them. I don't know if if that's like you, the average listener out there, but I can't listen to either one of those networks. I watch Fox News for five minutes. I want to throw the remote through the TV. If I watch CNN, I can't watch that for more than a couple of minutes because if I continue to watch it, I'll throw the whole TV out of the house. So I can't do that. But where the agenda comes from, we know where it comes from. We've read on it. We've studied it. We did a deep dive on it. But what are these policies doing to places like New York? What are they doing to places like New York? We've heard talk about what's happening in New York, right? We've talked about the policies up there, what Governor Cuomo is doing, what's, uh, what Mayor de Blasio are doing. We, we've talked about that. But a lot of things have opened up there. Their largest skyscraper, I think, or their newest skyscraper just opened up in uh, Midtown Manhattan. There's nothing going on in Midtown Manhattan. So why would you have it open, right? That was the used I mean, they built it there because it was their busiest part of the, of the city, but there's nothing there. No one's there not largely. Have you seen what's going on in New York lately? It's kind of dead. They're going to reopen cafes and, and indoor dining at a limited capacity. What was it like 25% capacity? We, we saw they
1: were going to do it this week. Who I, I, I don't understand why the people are, are just like, yeah, okay, this is fine. Yeah, this is all good. 25% capacity. Yeah, that, that totally works. Yeah. You know, I mean, businesses... Their bills haven't changed or anything, you know, but uh, only having 25 percent of capacity. Surely businesses will be able to get back back to work and hire all their employees back. Right, right. You know, know, everything's fine. It's not going to be a problem.
0: They're going to do it at 25 percent capacity until there's another outbreak. Uh, And so when cold and flu season, I mean, you know, it's just it's well, excuse me. There's not cold and flu season anymore. When covid season gets here, when the cold weather hits in Manhattan. Oh, my goodness. They're going to shut everything down again. You watch. You watch they'll go for that play. And you know something? People should do what they need to do. Do what you need to do. That's the only way out of this. Is if, And I've said that from the start of this. That's the only way out of this is if you ignore these people. If we want to get our lives back, then we have to take them back. They're not going to give them to us. We have to take them back. And we take them back by peacefully going about our lives. That's the way you do it. That's the way you do it. Yes. They're going to come back with all kinds of nonsense. Yes. They're going to spin up the media. Yes. They're going to be out there crowing in the streets. Yes. They're going to send people around to uh, to menace you. Of course. Yes. They're going to have all the tech companies involved putting out propaganda out there to have people come around and publicly shame you. That's everything they're going to do because they're going to bully you into submission. It's just like what happened in Germany in the 1920s and the 1930s. You had thugs and armies of people going around in the streets, political armies. Back then, back then, political parties had militant wings. And what did they do? They walked around the country, around town, each town, and they would menace society. They would bully you into submission. This is the same tactic. This is an old game. This is an old game. But they're playing it like it's brand new because we don't know what they're playing. By and large, some of us know what they're playing. I mean, I can see this nonsense coming from a mile away. But more than that, it's every other modern day tactic that's being brought up with it. I said before, we're inherently designed to fight uh, a military style invasion, right? I mean, that's just that's common sense. We're designed to fight something like that. We're designed to fight a soldier or something coming at us on a battlefield. Inherently, that's what we're designed to do. But in this case, that's not what it is. That's not what it is. The army is here, but the army is economics. The army is a pandemic. That's the new war. That's the new front. And so they lock society down for <clears throat> 14 days to flatten the curve. You get pissed off After 14 days is up, you go down to the state house. you go down to the mayor's office, you go down to your city hall, your city council building, your council chambers, whatever. And you protest a real protest, a real peaceful protest. No looting, no rioting, no burning, nothing. You show up, you express your dissatisfaction for the elected officials that are in those buildings. And what do you get? What do you get for that? You get your neighborhoods burned down. You get your businesses destroyed. You get your wealth destroyed. That's who these people are. This is the new war. People are looking at it for, okay, well, we're we're waiting for something. What are you waiting for? It's here. And so the way to get past this is to beat them at their own game. You don't go out and you don't start beating people up. You don't stoop to their level. Violence begets violence. That doesn't work. All that does is make matters worse. And more than that, you're giving them precisely what they want. They want the fight. They want the fights in the streets. They want it. They need it for what they're doing. So it's imperative that you not give it to them. So what do you do? You peacefully go about your life. You refuse to comply. You open your business you live your life. And we take the menacing, we take the punishment, because all they're doing at that point, that they're already, I mean, you can say it already, they're disgracing themselves. Go- Governor Cuomo in, in New York, what he's doing to, to that state, what him and de Blasio are doing to that city, that's a disgrace. They are a disgrace. I'm ashamed to call people like that my countrymen. That's not American, what they're doing. You know, I, I talked to a doctor today, and I, because you can argue that, someone will probably argue what I just said, Someone will say, "Okay, well, what if we have, you know, an uh, an outbreak and and people get sick and and people die? Okay, Uh, fair enough. Right. Because that's the argument you're going to get. But I was sitting in a doctor's office today and I was talking to a doctor and I said, you're a doctor. You tell me what you think. I want to hear what you think. And he says, what about this whole Corona thing? And I said, yes. Now, mind you, this is coming from a doctor. And he says, there is a reasonable way to deal with this. If you're one of these people that's that's all concerned about this, there is a reasonable way to deal with this. And there's also a common sense way to deal with this. We can take precautions. Any good-minded person, I mean, that's what we did in the beginning, wasn't it? We took precautions. We didn't want the health system become to become overrun. We didn't want our our neighbors, our community members, our family members. We didn't want the hospital systems, the medical systems to become overrun so everyone could get the help they needed if they needed it. So there is a way to be responsible, to be common sense about it, commonsensical about it. But he also said at the same time, he says, we don't have to destroy our lives in order to have those things, and I said, "Well, what about the arguments that you get about people dying, people uh, falling sick, and and you know dying through complications?" And he says, "Look." as a as a doctor he's speaking to me as a doctor he says as a doctor a virus in a population a new virus such as this in this manner he says look i know immunocompromised people a lot of of course he does he's a doctor and he says the way that you deal with this is you just do that you deal with it but you do it without sacrificing your democracy your liberties and your freedom and your common sense You don't apply a one-size-fits-all, lock everybody down. You don't do that. Clearly, that doesn't work. If anything, that causes more harm. But the point that he was trying to make to me was, and this is what he said, as with any virus of this nature, people are going to die. They are going to die. Other people will live on, more so than not. But what's important is, is that we don't lose who and what we are because of it. And we're rapidly losing that because we're listening to people that first and foremost have no idea what they're talking about. And second of all, they could give a damn about what you think, about what I think, or what any credible medical professional thinks. They have no interest in any kind of a solution to this. None. If there was a solution that actually worked, which we've talked about many of them that could possibly work, but if there's a solution out there that could fix this, even if it was 100% guaranteed. Let's say they came up with some type of a cure-all right? Let's just say that they did. They wouldn't want it. They wouldn't want to put that out and say, well, here it is. This is what's going to fix everything. And this is what's going to make everything go back to the way it was. They're not interested in that because they're taking us into a new era. And so If you want your life back, if you're sitting out there, you're listening to my voice and you want your life back, then I think the way that we have to go about it is we have to take it back, but we have to take it back peacefully. But it's going to be hard. It's not going to be easy. We're going to have to go through a hardship. But in the end, I think we're going to be better people because of it. What do you think, Bruce?
1: Word of the day, civil disobedience. Um, Peaceful. Mostly, mostly mostly uh, peaceful. (laughs) (laughs) I'm sorry. Yeah, yeah. yeah, mostly mostly peaceful. peaceful. yeah. 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 Uh You got to use their terms. Uh, yeah, mostly peaceful. Yeah. So you, you're going to have to, you you want to go back to work, go back to work. You have a business, open it up. You know, I mean, we, we've talked about masks and how effective they are. If you want to capitulate and do a mask mandate, do a mask mandate in your business, it's your business, your choice. You know, if you're an employee, talk to your boss, see see if they'll open things back up. As far as uh, the lockdowns and everything, they're going to try it again. Uh, we're We're seeing it. What was it? Hungary, France, Israel, the UK, they're all doing stricter uh, regulations on either, you know, gatherings or locking down completely. In some cases, I I think Hungary and Israel both have started locking down again. We we have Fauci saying it's going to get worse again. Honestly, this is this is flu season. How many times have we shut down in the past because of flu season? Yeah, that's right. Never. We don't shut down because of the flu. It this is this is a agreed upon risk that we all know is a possibility. Going in public, you do the extra precautions or whatever to you know make yourself feel safe uh, for your own sanity or whatever. But as far as the stuff, it's just we're giving up our freedoms to the government. And anytime you give the government anything, you give them an inch, they will take a mile, and they will never give it back. Look at taxes. Look at Social Security. Look at all the different systems that we have in place that were only supposed to be temporary, that were only... Supp- taxes were supposed to never reach higher than 5%. Huh. Was it 40% is the upper bracket, 34% or whatever is the upper bracket it's now? It's 30... I want to say 37. Okay. Where, where Where's the civil disobedience? Where's the Boston Tea Party? Where where are we throwing the tea in the water? Into the Bay for a 2% tax. What... what, what I, I I just... I'm, I'm baffled at how... I'm, I'm not baffled. We've been pushed into this over time. It's just, where's the American spirit? You know, Where, where's that drive for freedom and independence and self-governance? And it's just... You know,
0: I ask myself the same question. Where is it? Where is it? Because... As I was having that conversation with uh, with that doctor today, and mind you, this is the same doctor that I had talked to a couple of years ago when he said, he looked at me when I was standing at, there having a conversation with him and he said, whatever you do, he says, don't give up hope on people. Don't do it. And he says, I know it's hard sometimes, but you you shouldn't give up hope on people. And I haven't. I haven't. It is really, really hard to do because I I had a conversation with somebody that I've known for a long time. And uh, I I know this person. I've had many conversations with this person. I respect this person. And we've always gotten along really well. And we still do. We disagree on politics, but that's probably because he's from Boston. But, you know, nothing that nothing bad. I'm not not saying anything bad about the people of Boston. I mean, Hal Tavish is from Boston, but, you know, and he comes on here and he's he's great to sit down and talk with. I mean, we and we don't agree. He and I have never agreed on hardly anything, but he's he's a real pleasure to talk to. But it wasn't him I was speaking to. It's a mutual friend of of him and I. And what i got from that conversation was that everything is the exact opposite now now how is that how is that how is it that somebody can be that far into it when you try to explain something to them they do not hear you they don't hear you they are off into this little reality that they've created for themselves and it's it's not relevant to, to anything really. You try to talk to them about something and you're inundated with one argument after the next argument after the next argument because they can't have a conversation about anything. The pushbacks I got were mainly about the uh, the protest, which are actually the riots. And I couldn't, by this person's standards, I couldn't call it a riot because that was considered a conspiracy theory by the right-wing media. I, I, I don't know how you actually reach someone like that. That's it, at that level. It's happening right there in front of you. It's happening in your town. It's happening down the street from you. You know people that are losing their business because of these nonsensical policies. And then you turn around and you say, the red states are suffering. The blue states are doing just fine. How on earth? I I, I don't know how to to reach someone like that. And I'm not talking about a, a simple matter of just saying, oh, well, I'm going to do what I can to, to turn that person to my side. I'm not on a side. I, I'm not on a side. That's That needs to be made clear. I'm not on a side. Now, if you want to call the U.S. Constitution, common sense, and, and law and order, if you want to call that on a side, then, okay, I'm on that side. I'm on that side. We can agree to disagree, and we can move on. We can have conversations. We can have debates. We can have differences of opinions. That's what America's all about. But when you have blatant lawlessness and chaos and anarchy in front of you, and it's all considered a, a, a conspiracy theory— how on earth can you reach someone at that level it's it's really hard this and this is where it goes to my earlier point when i was told not to give up hope on people cuz i was ready to pack it in i mean i was i was ready to pack it in and i have these conversations with people that i've known for a long time and it's really difficult because these i mean these are people that i mean they're not stupid they're, they're intelligent people for the most part and they just don't get it they, they just don't get it. It's the same thing with the, the the higher up academic types. They just don't get it. They're in another world. They are in another world. And I don't know how to reach them. And it's again, it's not a matter of turning them. It's a matter of just getting them to understand what reality is. Make up your mind on your own. I'm not trying to explain to somebody how to think. I, I never want to be that person. And I know none of us do around here. But what I want people to understand is that can we not agree on a system of justice, a system of law and order, a system of common sense and, and put all the other stuff aside? C- can we not do that? So it's it's really difficult. It's really difficult. And And when you talk about where are the american people? Well, I ask myself that question all the time. Where are the american people? And the answer I think, Bruce, to your question is is that they can't see reality in a lot of
1: cases. You know, to your point about having conversations with people and not even not trying to win them to your side or change their opinion or anything, I personally when I get in those conversations with people like that, I don't care what their conclusion is. Just look at the facts. Don't tell me that the facts that are right there in front of us our lies. The things we have video of, the things we have photographs of, the things you can go down the street and look at. I mean, I would tell them to go attend one of these riots, but if I, would, you know, I'm concerned for their safety legitimately. So I don't want to tell them, you know, go, go to one of the riots and see it for yourself. So I, I, I don't know how else to get, I, I just want people to see the facts and, and just form your, form your opinions based on the facts, not not the lies that were pushed, not the propaganda, not any of that kind of stuff. And that uh, it's difficult when you talk to people and some of the ideas that we talk about, uh, like the the twenty thirty agenda twenty thirty, it seems so outlandish and so crazy, far fetched that people are like, no, that's that's not true. That's a conspiracy theory. They'll laugh at you and think it's it's funny. But we're we're not doing anything like we're not pulling things out of thin air or anything. we're we're, we're going to the UN's website. And literally taking them at their word for what they're saying they're going to do or what they want to do. So it's, it's tough talking to people that, that um, they, they just don't want to they don't want to listen. They don't want to they don't want to reason or see facts or any of that stuff. And I don't know. I'm, I'm in the same boat. I don't know how to I don't know. I don't know how to uh, engage with those people and, and get them just to see facts, not even mm-hmm. nothing else. I just just to see the facts.
0: Yeah, it's it's literally that it's literally that because the only thing I got told during that conversation I mean, that's not the only conversation that i've had But I, i've had many like that especially over the last six months and I get the same talk It's oh, well, it's clear what side you're on. Well, no No, I, i'm not on a side and and they're the first to point out that people are being divided up into sides Okay, well, what about those of us that don't pick sides? What about that? Because there are those of us that are out there and we do see things as they are Now, whether that's good or whether that's bad, I mean, you have to understand it because it's important. As horrible as some of the things might be, it's important to understand them. Donald Trump is not a perfect person by any stretch. He's certainly not presidential in a lot of respects. I get it. I criticize Trump on things that I don't agree with, but I commend him for things that he does that are correct, that I think are correct. It was the same thing with Obama. It was the same thing with Bush, Clinton before him.
1: There's one thing I, w- I want people to do, right? This is this is what I want Americans to get back to. Not not just Americans, people around the world. West, east, I don't I don't care what your culture is. When you look at data, right? When you look at the information, you can come to a different conclusion based upon the information that's given, right? So, I'm totally fine with that. If you can look at the data and come up with a different conclusion based upon the data, fine. Yeah, I'm good with that. Just look at the data, right? So, when you're when we're talking about Trump or Biden and we're 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 getting in this um, you know, tribes and you know, well, I have to vote for Biden because I can't vote for Trump, or I can't vote for Biden Biden, so I have to vote for Trump. Stop. Don't do that. No. What you should be doing is look at the candidates and go, Okay, Trump's talking about rebuilding the economy. These are his plans to rebuild the economy. This is the clear experience we've seen with Trump on rebuilding the the economy. We've had the best that Americans america has seen in its history so we see the experience that he's done with the economy okay so i'm going to vote for him because of the economy then look at biden just and compare just say, it and say uh, just
0: uh, just to throw this in there i'm sorry to interrupt you that's across yeah. all uh all facets of the
1: economy and that transcends all demographic lines as well yes so and then i i and i'm just using the economy as the example right And then you, you go to Biden and you look at him and go, okay, well, he served in the Senate for how many years now? Like what, like 2730, somewhere in there. And then he was also, well, not including, I think the 47 is the, the inclusion of when he was vice president, isn't it? So it's, yeah, whatever the case is, he's been in there for, for a long time, almost half a century. And how well, just when he was vice president, how well was the economy then, um, right uh we've talked about the example before uh when when barack obama was going for re-election the economy was the same as it is currently after leaving a pandemic that doesn't really speak very well of the economy does it for for back in that time so it's just when you when you go back and look at the facts and look at the things that that biden has done in comparison to trump as far as just the economy is concerned I, just just look at the facts. I don't care what conclusion you come to. Just look at the facts and quit doing the, quit going, well, I can't vote for this person because this, so I have to vote for this other person. Quit going to the negative and go for the positive. Go for the thing that you believe in and look for that in the other candidate or whichever candidate is running and, and find that in that candidate and, and jump on board because of the positive. Quit going against something. Instead, go for something, be for something. Uh, That's that's one of the things I really I can't stress enough. Uh, It's don't just be against higher taxes, right? Vote against higher taxes, right? Do something. Spread the word about having lower taxes and the ideas of it or what have you, right? Do an action behind what you believe, right? So don't don't just be against something.
0: How dare you ask people to stand up for themselves? How dare you? We can't have that around here. Yeah. What's wrong with you? Right. You're fired. You're fired, Bruce. We can't have that. <laughs> no, it's a very valid point you make there. Uh, unfortunately, we're out of time today, so we're mm-hmm. going to have to end there. So it's a good place to stop because uh, you made a great point. For those of you who have not, you'd like to, please do give us a follow on the social media platform of Parlor. We love getting all of your likes, your echoes, your comments, your upvotes. You can follow me over there at Anderson 3 or you can follow Marty at Marty Foster. Also, if you'd like to reach out to us and you don't want to reach out to us via social media, you can reach out to us anytime you wish by dropping us a line at tips at dynamicindependence.com. And we would humbly ask you to pass this along to friends and family and known associates. We're trying to grow our audience here as much as possible. And we're trying to promote good, healthy conversation in and amongst people's circles. So we need your help as a loyal listener in order to do that. So if you could pass us along, we would greatly appreciate that. Also, if you're rating podcasts, you could drop over to Apple podcast or any other respective platform you listen to us on that has a rating system. If you could give us a rating, five stars would be a plus. Thank you very much. Thank you for your time today, Bruce. And from all of us here, wherever you are in the world, we thank you for listening because it's all of you that listen that make this all possible. We love you and we love freedom and independence. And together we'll continue to fight for those in the marketplace of ideas. So we'll see all of you tomorrow.